All right, this is the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carberhall here without Matthew Hawkins. Uh, in his stead is Savon Anthony, a.k.a. Aoxys, uh, Mr. Blue Corner, Red Corner himself, uh, who you got, uh, brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Make sure you check out All Access MMA for your mixed martial arts news. Tavon, man, it's been a minute, and like you have literally been tagging uh, me and Matt and everybody for every big uh, UFC pay-per-view or fight card of note with uh, your music and stuff, and I've been following you since we've kind of like connected. I mean, you've been busy since you've been last been on, man. So, what, 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 what's going on, man? First of all, how are you, man? I'm doing wonderful, man. I, I I'm blessed. I'm blessed, man. You know, I just, I just wake up and I want to create. So I've been in that mood, especially uh, since way back when, and I'm just feeling good. And it just keeps coming. You know, the more fights, the more inspiration I get. Everything inspires me nowadays, man. I'm just here to create. <laughs> Yeah, and you've been like, like I've seen you've you've gone and done some like conventions and shows and like performances and stuff too already, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, over the summer I did. Um, well, the beginning of the year I did Magfest, the music and gaming festival that's normally mm-hmm. in uh Maryland, and then I did um BlurredCon, uh, the Black Nerd Convention during the summer, and there was another uh event called BitGen, which is also a Magfest adjacent event. I played a couple of conventions, a couple of like uh mm-hmm. things in like nerd spaces and stuff like that and uh some outside too i mean i play bass for a metal band called monster triffids shout out to you guys uh so been doing a lot of stuff with them as well so hey i get it how i get it yeah man i mean i've been i've been following and uh, you know not people talk about the nerd space like is there's it's it's more and more prominent if you notice these days with mma fans the newer mma fans younger mma fans um i haven't been to a convention since Whew. before covid um, <laughs> understand so like 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 what's it what's what's this what's that been like since like going back not just going to them but like performing and you know having something to do at them not not just going as a fan but like as a somebody working the event what's it been like oh man it's it's been wonderful like um it kind of started like right before the pandemic is when i had like the idea that I actually wanted to perform in these spaces. Mm-hmm. And um, because I've been around them, I've been going to conventions, heck, I staffed at some of them. And I'm just like, I mean, yeah. I'd like to do stuff like this. I mean, I like video game music. I've done like anime theme covers. I do Disney covers sometimes outside of my original work. And then mm-hmm. like, once I started like figuring out like, oh wait, you know, uh, guys in this space, they're fight fans too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm like, I could play these songs here, you know, if I if I got into it. And um, it's really funny because this year at BlurredCon, I was actually asked by somebody why I did not rap the song that I rapped about Israel Adesanya because I did mm-hmm. it at the first BlurredCon I ever performed at um, last year. And I was like, oops, I ran out of time. Like, <laughs> but, um, dude, it, it's really been wonderful. Um, most of these uh, spaces, when it comes to performers, they – they cater to you very well, especially MAGFest, but that's like yeah. their main thing, the music and gaming festival. They're they're really big on that. And, um, you know, I, I thank them for the opportunity. Thank BlurCon for the opportunity, all, all of them for the opportunity. It, it's yeah. just great. And with it being the pandemic, the only difference I can really say is um, because most of the events that I've been to recently, and I also performed up at um, in Boston um, at uh, the Penny Arcade Expo. But I was up there to really support a friend of mine who was playing drums for this collective called the NPC Collective, the Nerdy People of Color. Mm-hmm. And um, 
literally the day I was about to ride the train up there to just go support my friend. They're like, is Tavon bringing his guitar? I'm like, what? <laughs> so <laughs> next thing you know, I got to learn all these songs yeah. <laughs> like the night before. But um, yeah, no, the spaces are great. And um, I, I want to do more of them, to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, but I, I will say this. Uh, it's just a little bit less. It's a little bit less overwhelming. Mm. Uh, normally, when you go like to conventions like that, like you said, you've been before. Um, things like PAX, things like MAGFest, they're like, so it's so many people, you're shoulder yeah. to shoulder, and somebody's calling your name every five seconds. And like this year, it's a lot more lax. I could breathe. I could yeah. actually enjoy the convention on top of being able to perform, you know? So, Yeah, I haven't been, like I said, I mean, it's a funny, I mean, talking about that, it's a, it's a strange coincidence because like when I was getting started, like covering combat sports and mixed martial arts and, and stuff like that, I mean, I have it in my Twitter profile, like folks that know me know I'm like a, I'm I'm a horror head. I'm a horror fanatic. Like I love horror films. Um, I mean, I'm a, I do like I use uh, on and off comic book collector and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've been to they've had a Jersey Comic Cons out here in New Jersey, um, but I, I've of most I've been to horror con horror cons. So when I got started co- doing just coverage in general, it was at a horror convention. And I have some of the stuff on this YouTube channel that we're that we're putting this on. Like if you go to the, like my early early videos, there it's horror convention stuff. And I was just interviewing up and coming writers and filmmakers and you know other other people in the space. Like Robert Bruce, who passed away hmm. last year, um, he was on Comic Book Men as the, as the geek um, like connoisseur guy um, out of here in New Jersey. I talked to him, and he was kind of like one of the people that started doing the horror conventions and stuff like that. So um obviously because as, as a martial artist and some long time fight fan and you know just uh i'm always drawn to martial arts but that's like my second love with is definitely that stuff especially when it comes to horror films and and just i i do like the culture of i mean people it's like to say they know nerd culture whether it be comic books or anime or whatever it is mm. there's there's some sort of like uh connection that everybody has with the fandom i mean there's there's a there's a guy that i train with him he's in his 50s shout out to his we call him razor shout out to razor hey. like like you wouldn't know it to speak to him and talk to him but he's like a hardcore star wars guy so they're like everybody's got that piece in them and i think just because of the growth of mixed martial arts and you look like you mentioned israel adesanya and the enormous amount of fans he has the, the he connects to them not just through what he does in the cage but like he's also a fan of all these things that other people like and and you know mm-hmm. he, he does the pop culture references and stuff like that so <laughs> you know it's there's always six degrees separation from something just to get two people to to be friendly with each other mm-hmm. but um uh, i saw you got something coming up soon too i mean i was looking as i'm setting up by the way i got links to to von stuff all in the in the description here it'll be in the audio version of the podcast as well mm-hmm. if you guys want to give him a follow you definitely should but i saw you got something coming up on the 17th Ah, uh, yeah november 17th uh out here in baltimore if you're in the dmv area dc maryland virginia area i will be performing at motorhouse in baltimore on uh what is it west north street um yeah like uh they contacted me they said hey look we like your music a friend of mine recommended me and they said it's your show, so come on, come on through. And I'm like, all right, well, uh, I'm gonna bring the noise. <laughs> Word, man, that's that's great, that's great, man. Because it's like uh, one of the things I know I always kind of like tease you about when we when we act, interact on social media is like, how come, how come the UFC belt or karate combat, you know, you put out 
you put a lot of work into the, the the blue corner, red corner things, and you put out these funny videos, and and they're pretty well they're pretty well done. Like, how come nobody Thank hits you. you up to make something yet? Like, what's what's <laughs> why do you think? Like, what's has anyone tried, or have you been like, hey guys, here's my link tree, check out my stuff? Um, not like I haven't really gotten. I had a couple of like people hit me up about potentials of doing things. One guy uh hit me up on Twitter about potentially doing something with an organization i'll tell you later on i don't, I don't want to yeah yeah <laughs> do that but yeah nah, not too much i think uh truthfully it'll probably have to be like one of those scenarios where like i just find like the right guy that can kind of get my stuff mm-hmm. to where it needs to be or at least in front of the right eyes and we'll see what happens man uh till then i'm just gonna keep doing my thing at the end of the day i'm just a big old fan of the sport so yeah you know, i mean that's the best way i think that's the best way to just handle anything these days because i mean everybody mm-hmm. You don't know about other people's sensitivities or where their minds are at or how they're going to mm-hmm. flip stuff on you. And not for nothing, dude. I mean, uh, you know, this week being uh, uh, an election week and, and Elon Musk <laughs> taking over Twitter. <laughs> Tension is at an all time high. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's like, you know, like I mean, guys like you and I and Matt, who's uh, not with us right now because he's dealing with something. He had to pull pull the plug last minute. But it's like guys like us like we just we're using social media for it's like original tension socialize talk about things we love create mm. all that stuff and then here you got people coming like they're they're stomping their feet bringing turning turning these platforms uh toxic into war to zones point. man yeah like, it's war zones yeah so it's like, like please uh, calm down yeah i mean like, can we just get back i mean look at the, let, let's let's leave the fighting to the guys in the cage and, and whatever we're talking about exactly or if you want to do this get in there <laughs> yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. so like if 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 it got to the point that you were just like i can't see this all and it's just affecting my mood or whatever what would you say is like another i mean because we all i mean we i mean you and i we met through twitter that's how I know Matt and James and all the, everybody I work with and create stuff with. So, like, uh, if we had to if we had to look elsewhere, what would you recommend as a <sighs> as an alternative? Man, if we had to look elsewhere, man, that's a that's a tough deal because, yeah. like, <laughs> with the exception of Twitter, like, I get on Twitter almost strictly for like the MMA rap stuff and then to see what you guys are doing outside mm-hmm. of your other platforms, whether it be YouTube or, or something like that. If people were to jump ship from Twitter, that's kind of, that's kind of tough for me. Cause I'm not like mm-hmm. the big hot take guy. Mm-hmm. So wherever you think that would work, I guess like Instagram is kind of for that, but not really. Um, mm-hmm. So it would be a whole thing like different content change you i think you just see a lot of people kind of just completely fade fade to black um if they really (sighs) wanted to jump shit but me personally if if i was like you know what i'm done with twitter i just i'd probably just be on youtube and uh instagram like youtube Mm. is kind of where i like started doing things but i got off of it for a long time and by the time i came back i had like no traction and nothing which is Mm. why um uh when i did my first mma rap I put it on YouTube, but like I said, no traffic, no nothing, uh, because I hadn't posted in such a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend of mine, he recommended um, that I put it on Twitter because he was always on Twitter. And then that's mm-hmm. when things went kablam. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, OK, well, this is where people are. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, man, that, that'll be a real toughie because it's almost like nothing. I'm not going to say there's nothing like it out there. I just. 
I don't know. Yeah, if there is, we don't know about it. Because the thing, the mm-hmm. thing that makes it different outside of it just being text and some media attached to it with links that you can follow, it's 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 kind of like people, you know, if you using the hashtags and stuff like for sports in general. Never mind just mm-hmm. MMA, but like if people, it's where people kind of congregate around the same thing. If there's a big football game on and people start making comments or whatever, then, then that's kind of how people find each other and, and find something similar that they like and and they can jump in on and. You know, have a friendly debate or, or or ball breaking or whatever, what have you. You know, making funny memes and stuff like that. Um, I, I don't see anything else out like because if it's a, if you do Instagram, it's someone's post and then everyone's under that post. It's yep. not. It's not like a. It's kind of like not like a public forum, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like, it's, like the next thing in my mind would be Reddit, but it's like uh, that. That's <laughs> tough. That's real tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've tried to get into Reddit, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just too stupid. But well, you know, like you said, either, man, it's tough. Like you said, it is tough. But um, I mean, you, you mentioned uh, uh, somebody was asking you for the Israel Adesanya rap. I mean, he's fighting this weekend. He headlines UFC 281. Um, mm-hmm. This is our preview slash picks show. Um, you got to help me out with making it. and and I'll obviously, maybe I don't know if you you've already got your rap scripted for it <laughs> or, or or if or or your whole process i know you kind of told us last time but i don't i don't remember how how it works but yeah um normally for the uh predictions i um i wait till weigh-ins and then i just write it like right then like the moment That's i smart. see the fighters on the scales i'm like okay more than likely 90 percent nine nine uh 90 of the time unless something really crazy happens they're mm-hmm. gonna make it to the fight yeah so like that's when I just start going in and then um I get that done. I either try to get it out Friday night or Saturday morning. Um and then it goes that way. As uh, as far as blue corner, red corner, that I try to do throughout the week. Um I'm actually trying to finish up the Israel Adesanya versus Pereira blue corner, red corner right now. <laughs> I actually have um uh, what I ain't gonna give it away. I ain't going to yeah. give it away because if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Either way, one's coming. Yeah. Um, but ask it. Let's just say I have a <laughs> friend who's going to be helping me out with it. And okay. um, <laughs> it's just timing wise. He and I, we're just we're just jumping back and forth. But either way, it's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen this time with him, it'll happen on another card. But I plan on having that one. And the one I want to do tonight or it's going to drop tomorrow is mm-hmm. Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. I'm doing mm-hmm. that, too. So. That's uh, I mean not for nothing. I, I tweeted just before we started recording. Like for me, that's my that's the main event for me on this card. Like I'm I'm oh, so man. What? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's guaranteed action. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean they, they just did the press conference before we started recording too, and and um they were both just kind of like you could tell they're both itching to get at each other and promising fireworks. And coming from them two guys, you know they they always I I have a, I don't remember a fight I didn't like that they were in, win or lose. Mm-hmm. They're both going. I'm sorry. They're both going to the hospital. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Hospital. <laughs> well, we might as well. Let me bring up the card, um, so we could break it down. UFC 281 Adesanya versus Pajeda. Um, uh, we'll start on the just the first fight of the uh, the main card, the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how how much research you've done. I I, I kind of wrote something. Um. I have some Let's notes set aside, but um, I'm because I was in talking about looking for other alternate platforms. I, I I used this thing Notepad and I kind of tweeted it, 
but it was more like fight seven fights to watch from the entire card over mm-hmm. like i didn't make any picks so but this one i haven't really looked at this uh the first fight on the main card dan hooker versus claudio pueles um oh man yeah uh this is um it's it's interesting mm-hmm. it's it's interesting because is this back it what let me see something real quick this is back uh it's back at lightweight okay mm-hmm. good thank god i, I don't need <laughs> dan being skinny no chin dan anymore mm-hmm. i don't need that but um uh the way i look at this i mean claudio he's he's very slick once he gets on his back man but um i'm just gonna go out right and say it i think i think dan mm-hmm. has it i think he can i think he can do this as long as he doesn't really play the tangle up game as far yeah. as like if claudio goes to the floor as long as he doesn't play the tangle up game and get his get his legs away from the man mm-hmm. um i think he'll be able to strike his way to a win i don't i don't know if it'll be a ko but i, I think dan has the know-how to one stay off the floor yeah. and then two just keep it up and do what he needs to do to win the rounds um plus you know he's itching to get a win He's mm-hmm. itching to get a win, especially the last two times he was out there. That's uh, if yeah. you still want to do it after that, it's it's not because you're coming to lose. So yeah, um, I think he got. I think he got it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I got. I haven't picked to win as well. Um, he's got the, I mean, the slight high height and reach advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming off of the loss, and one thing actually, I just I don't know if you watched the press conference before we went uh, recording. Um, but he said, um, you know, Adesanya was kind of hinting at like there's there's a lot of camaraderie because you know he's from New Zealand and all the guys, all the guys mm-hmm. from like city kickboxing and stuff are are kind of there supporting each other, and I think that matters especially with, for somebody coming off of a loss when you're yeah. fighting at a venue like um, you know at uh, Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. Um, what do the odds say? They have him as the favorite too, so he's yeah, a nice I think he's a slight favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then, uh, I mean, I'm from Jersey, so my 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 pick is obvious. But uh, I mean, my heart's with Frankie Edgar, man. <laughs> I my heart is truly with Frankie Edgar, and I personally want him to go out on like on a win. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, how how old is Chris? Let's see if, is, is it on his bio here? We he's got 31. Okay, so he's 10 years uh Frankie's junior. Mm-hmm. Um it's a winnable fight for Frankie. Like there's mm-hmm. there's a reason why it isn't like some blowout as far as as far as the odds. Mm-hmm. Um so for I'm not going to say for once because I do this often, like even in, in the raps, like <laughs> yeah. sometimes like I, I'll be like, hmm, technically this guy should win. But uh, <laughs> my heart, my heart goes with Frank Yeager. I, I think he's he's there. He's going to do it and he's going to drop those gloves in the ring and say, all right, guys, thank you. Yeah, I'd love for him to go out on the win, especially, I mean, just because of the, you know, there's uh, it's funny. I was I was thumbing through it just before Matt called me to tell me he couldn't just uh, make it tonight. But um. There's a book that Jim Jenia wrote called uh, Raw Combat, and it's like the untold story of mixed martial arts. And it f- does fo- it focuses on the Northeast region, 
And it was literally like like it talks about Frankie Edgar's in the book. A lot of a lot of staples from the era are in the book. Frankie Edgar, Eddie Alvarez, um, you know, Matt Sarah, all, all, the, all the folks from New York and or New Jersey that were fighting into guys that were getting into MMA and it wasn't even legal in New York at the time. Mm. That's kind of what the book focuses on. But Frankie Edgar's one of them that you know they, they had to come here to Jersey to Atlantic City to fight. So just watching his whole career, you always want guys like this, especially if you've been a fan and Again, I mean, it's hard for us people from the region that have been following him to not root for him. I hope he can pick up a win in in an arena that, you know, a lot of fans. One a young lady that's on the undercard of the same event, Erin Blanchfield. Mm-hmm. I've literally rode the train with her, ridden the train with her, at the NJ Transit train into New York City, passes under Madison Square Garden. He leaves you there before you go about your business in the city. And, and mm. she's been on the train to go to Hensel's just to train when this is back when she was fighting Invicta and stuff. Mm. And now she's, she's literally fighting in this venue that she's passed in front of, you know, just preparing for this very moment. So there's just something, there's something about it, about the arena. And, and, and if you've, you know, gone through it like she has, and like he has, it's, uh it's hard not to root for him. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully he gets to hang him up on a win. And then we were just talking about this fight, man. Uh, oh boy, <laughs> that's like a shot of. I mean, it's like drinking Red Bull or, or what have you. Just <laughs> looking at the the face offs or hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, especially when you're a fan of both guys. I I know who I'm going to pick, but you know, you are the guest of the podcast, sir. So, <sighs> oh my goodness. So here's my thing. I uh, <laughs> I. Like I said, I look at this fight is just straight up fireworks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this, once again, they're both going to the hospital. I <laughs> think that, here's the thing. I love Michael Chandler. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, Dustin doesn't have the same wrestling credentials as mm-hmm. Justin Gaethje. Um, but I also don't think it's going to be that much of a freaking problem. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and I also, this is a personal opinion. I also think earlier on and staying power wise, I think Dustin hits harder than Justin Gaethje. Mm. That's personal. That's something that, that I've just, Mm -hmm. when I watch fights, I'm like, I think over time he, he tends to keep it. Um, So I'm thinking unless unless like Chandler gets the cleanest overhand of his life in the yeah. second round, I think Dustin's gonna take this. I Yo. think he is. Yeah, not for nothing. I don't know how you did it. Literally, like you just took it out of my mind. <laughs> I mean, that's literally like I I I literally just has said, was thinking. As I'm as I have it on my notes here, I'm like, yo, I mean, again, fan of both guys. Mm-hmm. You know, ch- ch- the thing with Michael Chandler, you know, he calls himself Iron Mike Michael Chandler for a reason. I mean, it's it's all like heart and and like like just kind of throwing himself through everything thrown at him to to either if he doesn't land it overhand right, he wrestles you to death. Yep. And the, the, I just think um, Poyer's the the more seasoned striker counter striker his boxing mm-hmm. i think is a little cleaner i mean he he welcomes all of that i mean he actually said what he said in the press conference tonight he was like if he's gonna wrestle he better do it and do it early to mm-hmm. to i mean he's kind of dropping the hint like because that's how you're gonna stop these hands from coming at you and 
And uh, I just think, I mean, he is a black belt himself in jujitsu. So yeah. even off of his back, he probably, everybody knows he's got that guillotine. And he's pretty um, strong too. Like, yeah. The um thing is, like, when it comes to wrestling versus jujitsu, half the time, half the time, the wrestler has a, a strength advantage. Like, yeah. half of the time. Um, in this case, I don't think it'll be that much of a problem. Like, yeah, Mike, uh, he's definitely positioned over submission and he will utilize that to his, his advantage. But Dustin doesn't really put himself in a place to get all jacked up like that. And like mm-hmm. you were mentioning, like the guillotine, he almost got Khabib with that. Yeah. So it's like, that's a really dangerous game to play. If you're going to shoot regularly, uh, quote mm-hmm. unquote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's like, first of all, how are you going to get this man down? If you, yeah. if you plan on wrestling him like that, cause He's not as reckless as Justin. Like, yeah, when Mike <laughs> it was, it was all reckless. <laughs> yeah, like it's just yeah. it's it's one hundred percent chaos. It's like yeah. when when Michael lifted him up and tried to like flip him over his back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Dustin wouldn't get in that position at all. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, like uh, I think because Dustin is definitely more technical. He's definitely more. Yeah. Um, he will engage in the storm, but that's only if he feels like he got it. Like, yeah. it, it's not like, okay, I'm in the storm just because I like the storm. If he's bringing the heat to you, it's because he either thinks he's going to finish you or he yeah. really thinks he's going to put you in a position for the sake of another position that's going to give him a really good advantage. So um, love both guys. Yeah, Winnable fight for both guys. I'm going Dustin Poirier. Yeah, they have Michael Chandler as a plus one fifty underdog too. I mean, that's a that's a scary hmm. bet to make, man. I, I, yeah. I, it's hard, especially the other thing too. Like a lot of people seem to forget. I mean, my, Chandler's zero and two in Madison Square Garden. You know, he, yeah, he, he, he lost it when he fought in Bellator. There, he he lost to Brent Primus, and then um, then he lost to uh, Gaethje when he fought him there, which was the they are they're reminiscing about that fight at the press conference tonight. So, mm-hmm. um, this one, I mean, I feel bad for Carla Esparza was getting a lot of hate. At the press conference, oh, and I know yeah. it's based on her her last performance, but man, shout out to my brother, my brother Jay Diggs. Every time we I mention Carla Esparza, he's just like, "Ugh, Carla Esparza." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, man, cut her some slack. But um, yeah, no, I, I definitely feel sorry for her with this. It's like you're at a great venue, you're in a title fight, everything should be going in your favor, yeah. and it's like. <clears throat> you got you got two people you got the people do you think you aren't you don't deserve the title or that you're going to stink <laughs> up the place and it's just like well it's kind of hard to stink up the place against Zhang Weili yeah so this is definitely going to be a fight um I it's kind of hard because I really really like Weili Mm-hmm. Not specifically like, oh, I like her to win this fight, which I kind of do. Um, but it's I, I just like everything about her as far as, you know, how she promotes the martial arts, how yeah. she acts inside the ring and out and just her style in general. Like everything she does is clearly with intention. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, in this fight, striking advantage, uh, of course, I give it to Waylee, but I also think she won't be careless with that even though mm-hmm. is she still uh, training with Sahudo and them or was that just for that one camp like against Rose you know what I don't, I don't know but I mean she was lifting up Francis and Gano the other day like he was yeah that 
All right, that, I saw that video. I'm like, hey, wait a minute now. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah. yeah, that's different. Like, first of all, that's a strong lady, but also that's yeah. just a weird image to see. It's like this dude is massive. 290 and, pounds. Yeah, and she's just like, all right, let me, let me get your leg real quick. <laughs> like, like, girl, so, you <laughs> big guys don't like getting lifted like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if, if, if you, that's the thing, though, like you see that and then you're like anyone that tries to say like because the spars obviously going to try to wrestle her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's going to be like, I mean, I, I just think Whaley's I, I think Whaley's better yeah. against wrestling or, or any of any of that stuff. I mean, she she lost to, to Rose and then that we that I think that was just a weird fluke of a fight of Sparza and Namayuna. Like, like yeah. they're both being overly cautious. Air, yeah. Um, and Whaley doesn't do that. So no, <laughs> she doesn't do that at all. Also, the other thing is like, and I get it, right? She got head kicked by Rose at one time, mm. but here's the truth. Whaley is also a very good reactionary fighter. Um, she does have good counters at times, but she is very reactionary when need be. And she is proactive, mm-hmm. but it's like, you really got to watch out for what she does on the in-between. So it's, as far as Carlin wanting to wrestle her, it's probably going to have to be like push up against the cage action because mm-hmm. ain't going to be no shots like on Way Lee mm-hmm. out in the open like that. Um, so I think early on, I think Way Lee will be fine. I just think that if it goes into the later rounds, mm-hmm. um, that's when it's going to get kind of weird. Now, of course, they'll both be a little slippery. Um, it'll probably be harder for Carla to keep a hold of her. But it's like, how long is how long are you going to be able to keep it up? Because once someone's been trying to wrestle you for over, you know, a few rounds, that's that shit fatigues the heck out of you. Um, so I I'm going to go with Wei Lee because I think she'll keep herself out of danger and whether she has to pepper herself to a victory mm-hmm. i think she can um i also think that and i don't believe i'm not saying carla shoots lazy shots that's not what i'm saying she does <laughs> but um in the event that it does get to the later rounds and they're starting to get tired i mm-hmm. think if she does try to take Zhang down i think she might get countered hmm. i think she might get countered in a way that that way Lee will be able to capitalize and i think yeah. it'll be and new yeah, I agree with you, man. So far, we're uh, we're on the same page with all these fights. I'm, uh, you might have to come do picks with me more often, so I don't have to argue with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have the main event. And what, what what are you saying? Is, it, is that time again? Whatever, yeah, fight friends and friends. Share <laughs> my thoughts with the fight fans and friends. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, who you got in this, man? I mean, uh, you kind of hinted oh. at it. You got a whole song about him. I feel like you're you're going with Adesanya, but uh, I don't know. Adesanya, he hasn't been too popular lately with the the hardcores, if you know what I mean. Uh, <clears throat> oh man, Blue Corner is a raging villain. No problem with killing. Uh, let me stop. I ain't gonna do yeah. it. I ain't gonna do it. No, no, don't give it all away oh, now. Man. Yeah, you gotta save it for yo, for yo, yo. Man, this is a uh, this is tough. Um, only because yeah. I, at first, I felt comfortable when I heard this fight was going to happen. I was like, 
I'm comfortable with it. I'm yeah. excited about it. This is great. I love the story. This is like yeah. you couldn't write a better story than this, right? Yeah. But I'm just like, okay, it's mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little different. Yeah. But then I started thinking about some other fighters who, you know, lost to a guy in kickboxing and then went to mixed martial arts and still got their ass handed to him in mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. Joe Schilling, for example, lost to mm-hmm. the same dude in kickboxing and mixed martial arts. So yes. I'm like, yep. Oh, hmm. It's, You're talking it's about a little. Joe, the Joe Schilling references to Hasaki Kato, right? I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. The thing is, Yes, it is mixed martial arts. You can employ different elements, but what exactly has Israel shown us that he can employ mm. that will make you think the fight's going to be any different? Like, clearly his stance is different, but at least mm. this time he doesn't have to worry about takedowns. I'm pretty sure he is not worried about <laughs> Alex coming up in there faking a jab and then just yeah. shooting immediately. I'm pretty yeah. sure he is not worried about that. So more than likely, he's going to stand a little taller. More than likely, he's going to utilize different techniques because he's not going to be worried about a shot. He's gonna, not going to be mm-hmm. worried too much about being being grabbed unless it's just a clinch to get need or a clinch to get pushed, hit, something like that. And with Alex, this dude is perplexing to me for a couple of reasons because mm-hmm. I've seen him hit pads. I've seen him hit people. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know how a guy looks like, and I'm not saying he has terrible technique. What I'm yeah. saying is I don't know how a guy punches like that. And then you just die. Like <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. I've seen him hit a dude with a hook that barely even looked like he, it didn't yeah. even look like he turned it all the way over and the dude flatlined. They, yeah. They and crumble. I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh, God almighty. And then with the smaller gloves, it's just like, okay, smaller gloves. They have essentially the same. They have the essentially the same attributes. So it's not mm-hmm. like Izzy has the reach advantage he normally has. Um, what, and what you're dealing, they, yeah. I just want to see their dimensions on this. I mean, they're the same size height-wise. Literally one inch of reach. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I yeah. get it. It's a game of inches, but yeah. clearly that didn't matter before. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I've, I've gone back and watched those fights. Um, the kickboxing ones? Yeah, I've gone back yeah. and watched the kickboxing fights uh, when, excuse me, because uh, Alex, he beat him by decision and by knockout. Yeah. Um, That fight where he beat him by decision, that, to me, was kind of questionable. Um, yeah. But, none, nevertheless, he beat him. Now, mm-hmm. the fight where he beat him by knockout, that's just <laughs> scary, and it's like, okay, well, uh, the way you were fighting him, you look good for a second, but don't do that again. Um, I want, I want, I really want Israel to win. I do. Um, but the the thing about a guy that has defeated you twice yeah. And he feels like he has your number. Yeah. He has he has nothing but confidence going in this fight. And he knows you're not going to shoot, or at least in his mind he isn't. So unless you're going to tell me Israel is going to pull a Max Holloway, what Max did to Yair, mm-hmm. where he's like, okay, well, time to grind you a little bit instead of just punching and kicking, um, which I, we have no evidence that Israel would do that. Um, it, it's... I don't see Alice coming in here with any type of reserves. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is it possible? Is it really possible that this turns into like a technical kickboxing fight, but it's not that much output um, considering both of their styles? 
Um, and then people are going to be like, oh, well, uh, it wasn't as exciting as it could have been, da-da-da-da-da, because maybe Israel doesn't want to get knocked out. No one wants to get knocked out. Yeah. Um, but, like, maybe he doesn't want to get knocked out, so he, you know, plays the game a little more uh, reserved, of which we have seen in the past when he is reserved, he's more worried about looking for openings than scoring points, and then he can lose Jan Lyombohovic. Um, now, granted, Jan had a couple of advantages there where he was the bigger guy. And then also he a lot of people, um, myself included, forgot his actual kickboxing credentials. So um, like I, I, I did. I'll I, I go on record and say that. I, like yeah. I knew he was I knew he was a kickboxer before. Don't you hate it when you, when you forget? So, yeah. Yeah. Don't you hate so, it when you forget something like that? Yeah. So you got a guy who had the skill to be able to stand with him it's like clearly he wasn't like as crafty but mm-hmm. he had the skill to stand with him but he also had the grappling threat that's yeah. what that is with alex Pereira, there's no grappling threat but there's the well all i gotta do is land a pinky on you big dog yeah and then i'm the champion of the world i think this is going to be a technical battle where israel might be a little timid especially mm-hmm. in the beginning yeah um for sure and I'm just hoping that he does not throw any rounds away. Um, And whatever the heck they've been working on, because that team, City Kickboxing, you know, they're really good at coming up with game plans. Yeah, They're really good with coming up with game plans. So I would like to see what they employ. I am going to say and still, but I will not rule out just uh, second or third round. Good God almighty. I don't want to see it. Israel going down. But he could. Yeah, Israel. Here's the thing, but what a lot of people aren't talking about. Israel could knock him out. He could. Yeah, he could. So, he, he went. For, yeah, for sure. He could knock him out. I mean, the guy. The guy. Most of his career, where you know he was finishing dudes up until up until he, you know, the, the criticism he's getting is off of his recent fights. What's it like the last three fights that he goes mm-hmm. by? You know, fighting like I could see him, and I could see him doing that again and winning by decision. And if he wins by a boring decision. You know, there's a reason why the UFC has booked his recent fights with mm-hmm. another title fight on the card because folks, you know, folks aren't staying up late to to watch decisions happen. They want to see finishes. Yeah, they want to see um, finishes, and it's and I understand that, right? Mm-hmm. But um, you know, and this is this isn't a message to the hardcore fan. This is a message to anyone who's watching a fight, um, and like doesn't understand why guys go in there and just super saying every single time. It's like <laughs> yeah. when you are a ninja right and you're dealing with another guy who is a ninja you don't want to go in there acting like he's just a regular person because he's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. and if you do go in there acting like he's a regular person there's a very high chance of you just getting stomped and the reason why you see these fights like this is because no one wants to go out there and get stomped yeah now now, granted, unless your name is Justin Gaethje, uh, you know, that's a little <laughs> different. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, smoke. OK. And he just, right, just walks yeah. in there. But, Maniac. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's just like, OK, well, you know, if, if we get one of those from Izzy, it's like, you know why. The fights where he is the most exciting is when he knows he has a clear path to victory. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, or he just knows he could just finesse a guy. Like, okay, well, I know this guy normally leans this way, does X, Y, Z. Okay, cool. In this situation, this is not one of those situations because Alex is still a technical kickboxer. There are ways to beat him. There are yeah. ways to beat him. It's not like yeah. he's some undefeated dynamo. Um, yeah. 
I, I but, think it's just because um, you know, obviously it seems like 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 and and just for folks that that didn't listen to the last time you were on the podcast, I mean, Tavon's not talking out his ass. He, he he's he's uh, first Muay Thai guy striker himself. He trains in the in the what do they call it? The the artist's six limbs or eight limbs or whatever it is. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So so like like you know you 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 know you know what you're talking about, but um, I just I. Like you said, it's mixed martial arts, and and when it when when you step into that realm, you know, like there's jujitsu, then there's jujitsu for MMA, there's boxing, mm-hmm. then there's boxing for MMA. Same goes for wrestling, same goes for whatever your discipline is, and I think that's what why so many folks from other combat sports are uh, more apprehensive to come into the cage versus MMA fighters going, you know, mm-hmm. to the to those other sports like the Jake Paul Anderson Silva situations. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, um, uh, I could definitely see another decision going Adesanya's way to kind of avenge his losses, and he'll be happy with that. And um, Matt and I talked about what you said too about the whole thing, like you know, when guys don't go str- full Justin Gaethje, they, <laughs> they, they, you know, guys like that. Like I said, that I was like, is it is it because he's being? It's not because he's being scared or whatever. It's it's mm. it could be just that he's that good. And he's looking out for his own well-being. I mean, it is a sport; it's a chess match. So if you if you can find a if you can literally jab a guy for the five rounds and get point outpoint him and win, that's still a win, and you still keep your title. And he still gets paid. And regardless whether you like it or not, it's uh, in, in the eyes of the sport and the commission's watching and everything. It, that's still a W. So can't fault him for that. Yeah, not at all. Um, look, at the end of the day, these guys are professionals. This is mm-hmm. their job. And, you know, they even if it comes down to like the smaller things, like I've seen flyers for city kickboxing, they haven't they're doing a party at a club afterwards. You think Izzy yeah. wants to get knocked the hell out. So now he can't go to the party like mm-hmm. and yeah. the people that are probably getting tickets to get into that club who want to see him outside of Carlos Allberg, outside of, you know, everyone else that's uh, from the gym. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, now we can't see Izzy because, you know, he's breathing through a tube um yeah uh it's like no 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 one wants to go in there and get hurt and they they understand that this is the hurt business yeah um but yeah if it happens it happens and uh you know you we have a lot of people who and i i get it you watch it because you want to be excited you want to get that adrenaline adrenaline rush um it's almost like when um and this happened a while ago i forgot if it was um it was the uh uh logan paul versus ksi fight i think billy joe saunders was on there mm-hmm. and uh he was boxing the guy and he um it just wasn't as exciting as people thought but then uh somebody who was in my house with me they were like why are people booing i was like well you got to remember when it comes to this card a lot of those yeah. people in there are like people that you know they're here for KSI and Logan and their YouTube kids and all this stuff. They don't really understand boxing. They don't understand what's going on here. These are like the ultimate casual fan. They don't understand that when you got a guy that's just as trained as you, it's really hard to just go in there and, and blast him to the moon. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's not going to happen every single time. Like I've dealt with that in the gym. I go in there some days I have really good days and then I get in there with a coach or I get in there with a crew and it's like, Oh, I forgot you do this every single day. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. about to not be easy like <laughs> yeah like <laughs> but oh, that's man. that's a humbling that's what's humbling about combat sports and those that mm-hmm. that love it enough to try to do it and, and those the people just that 
that's and Matt and I talk about this almost a lot on this podcast. Like the 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 MMA's gotten so big that now we're getting to see those armchair like fans where they they're literally content to just sit and watch and you know they're you know overweight and they're throwing their potato chips at the TV and like I, I remember I remember when when uh when Glover Teixeira uh won the title and he submitted um uh oh Jesus I already forgot who he submitted when he won the title Jan Jan yeah <laughs> when he submitted him um I, I I it was one of those it was one of those early cards so I said let me go to a bar to watch this mm-hmm. so of course I'm at a bar where those types of folks are watching the pay per view, <laughs> and uh, when that happened, the guy, the you know, as Jan taps, I hear someone say he didn't even try to get out of it, and I looked at that guy, turned to my left, and again, it's it's his belly out to here. You can tell he's 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 a frequenter of that pub, and you know he's doing all the fish and chips and beer. And I, in my mind, I was like, I was like, you know, why don't you try to get get out of the freaking food court line? You know what I mean? Like, like, I was just like, yo, like when I heard him say that, I'm like, you know, these guys, especially guys in the UFC, they're not going to tap because they're, they're just tired. You know, like uh, people like the people that knock Connor for tapping to Khabib's face, skull crank, (laughs) like, 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 bro. Yeah. Like, like you, my best friend was with me when that happened. He was like, man, uh, he probably could have hung on. I was like, let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. When you're in a position like that and that man was not going to let go. And then you start thinking, hmm, yeah. I wonder how much longer he's going to hold this. Then you start thinking, I'm supposed to be going on a press tour for the yeah. next, like, two months. And then you also start thinking, I really would like to speak to my mother and my kids <laughs> and my yeah. wife when I get home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know you're screwed. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's like it's like jujitsu competition, right? Man. When you see a person, and it can happen so fast, but you see someone tap so fast, it's because mm-hmm. they know they're screwed. Yeah, it's not because they just gave up so easy. They yeah, know, th- th- they're you're like, gonna lose. I, I could not tap and, and be maimed for months. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, or I could tap and say, "Learn from this, so I could live to fight another day." You got but, me, dog. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. But um, <laughs> you didn't try yeah. to get out of it. I saw a video like a few <laughs> months ago when it was like um when people say just get up, and it showed this guy like beating this guy <laughs> like against the cage. He was on the floor, and his coach was like, "Get up! You got to mm-hmm. get up!" You got to get up. And the guy was like, hey, hold on real quick. Stop hitting me. I'm literally trying to get <laughs> yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny, though. Like, if you look like you're, you ever see Mark Hunt versus a Wanderlei Silver in Pride, mm-hmm. there's a point where he does, he just gets up. Mark Hunt, <laughs> like, like Wanderlei Silver on top of him and pounding him away. And Mark Hunt just waits like, wait a minute. I could just get up. And he gets so, up. But it's because of the size difference. And Mark Hunt, yes. you know, Mark Hunt's one of those people that – if if you hit him, you're probably gonna hurt yourself more than you hurt him. Yeah, you know that's I mean? that's a but... thick man, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, blessings to him, you know. He just retired, called the career. Um, yeah. but outside of him, who's the only other guy that could just get up until he faced Cormier? <laughs> uh, Derek Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, just stand on up, man. I don't feel like being down here no more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just wait a minute. I can just get up, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Use that belly to his advantage, man. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, I mean, yeah, I mean, it looks like we're on the same page. I mean, as far as like, I mean, officially, uh, I mean, you're well, you'll you'll make you'll do it in your when you do your rap. I mean, which mm-hmm. you which I always share. Thank you for tagging me in those, man, because the, no, those are always you. kind of I'm always running around like like uh, chicken with my head cut off Saturdays during the day because like you know I, I go to training and I go help my parents out, and mm-hmm. then before I get like you know set up to to watch these pay per views to find a story to write or do whatever I'm going to do for my MMA news or 
whomever I'm writing for. Um, you know, that's always a nice little, I get the alert on my phone and I see it. And that's always not a nice little refresher slash reminder, like, Oh, it's time to get ready for the fights. So if folks are, are, are if you're not following Tavon again, his links will be in the description of this video and on the audio uh, portion of the podcast. Um, my man, I appreciate you doing this. I'm sorry, Matt couldn't make it, but you know, I told you what he had going on. I'm not going to, mm. not going to put his business out there, but, but, yeah, but get better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hope things get better. And uh, listen, if you got anything else you want to plug, I know we talked about your show and everything on the 17th, mm-hmm. but anything else uh, you want to plug, the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, man. Um, if you haven't already, man, just follow me on social media. Everything is at Aoxis, A-E-O-X-I-S. My YouTube is The Aoxis, T-H-E-A-E-O-X-I-S. Once again, I have a show. If you are in the DMV area, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, I have a show at Motorhouse. November 17th, Thursday at 7 p.m. is when doors open. I perform at 8 p.m. It should be a good night. I'm bringing all my um, nerd tunes, MMA tunes, everything that I'm just bringing it all out there. I'm going to put it out there. It's time to rock, rock the house. So love you guys. Brother, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks. Thanks for coming. And as folks know, Matt usually does the, the closer for this. Uh, you can follow us at Combat Hour on Twitter. Um, I know we're on Instagram and all the other shit. <laughs> the Blogboard Jungle YouTube channels where the video version of this lives are also over at allaccessmma.com. Make sure you check out allaccessmma.com for this podcast and all your other mixed martial arts news. We'll see you at your at the fights. Uh peace everybody.